Welcome. So today we're going to learn Pasha's Zaysa Bracha and Abishotov Metzlachas. This brings uh, an end to the cycle of what we've been doing for the last year. Um, when I wrote the Shufra the Shtorah many, many years ago, I was a young man and I liked the Sugis of Shtorahs. And I thought to myself, and I, I had some Torah, I had maybe 75, 100 pages of Torah, and I thought, you know, let me write a Sefer on Shtaris. So I figure I have something already, and I'll add a little bit here, a little bit there, and I'll have a Sefer on Shtaris. So that's what I did. I, so once I got into it, I was like hanging on for dear life. It was overwhelming, all these sugyas, one on top of the other. The Torah that I had, that Kamat didn't use. For like two and a half years, I was just trying to keep my head above water until finally, Baruch Hashem, I finished the Sefer. And, and, and um, I realized then that if I had known what, I, what, this, what would be involved, I don't think I would have done it. But because I didn't know, I thought it would be easy. So I jumped into it, and uh, then, you know, once you're in it, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to back out. <laughs> so, you, so you do it. So I think that the Rabban Shloylam, when a person has a facing a major undertaking, he, gives, he makes a haloma, he makes that you don't realize, he makes that you should think, that it's okay, it's not so bad, it's not so hard, you'll do it, it'll go. And uh, once you're in it, then you're in it. And that's what he does. And I found this all throughout life, that people to undertake enterprises, and it's, you know, okay, we'll do it, I'm going to open a business. Open a business. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll retail store. I'll rent a store, and I'll get some things, and this and that, and then I'll have a business. And once they're in it, it's just like find like a thousand things that they have to do. and They don't have a day, they don't have a night until they have it all set up. And if they had known that what would be involved, they would have gotten a job in the post office. I don't know what they would have done. But, but when you, any, anything I think is like that. You do something, a major undertaking, the Rebbein Shalom lets you think that it's going to go easy. And even if you know it's going to go hard, you don't, you say, oh, I know it's going to be hard, but you know, handle it, you can handle it. It doesn't let you know that it's going to be something that it's going to take all your kaychas to handle, and from that you grow, and you do it. So this, this cycle that we did, uh, the weekly uh, Chumash, we learned together, we opened the Chumash, we read the Chumash, we read the Rashi, and we learned it. And I really felt that we were learning together. People told me that because I was reading for a Chumash, they didn't feel I was, I don't like to lecture or give shiur. We were learning together. And, and um, so I wrote a sefer on, on Chumash called Abri Yosef. I showed it. And, uh, you know, the beginning. And I, so I figured I have a sefer. I have like, uh, um, you know, I have, I have a shtiklach on every every parasha, so I'll open up the Sefer, I'll look up a shtickle, and I'll say it, and we'll do it, you know, and, uh, and uh, Binyamin pushed me into this, and I said, okay, I'll do it, fine. But I didn't realize how hard this would be. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> very hard. First of all, you know, not everything that was there that I want to say, and other things, and then I came up with new things, and just the pressure of doing this every single, every single week to sitting here and, and, and speaking, and this is, it was very, very hard. And the Baruch Hashem, you know, the Baruch Hashem told me it's going to be easy. He didn't tell me something, Shekhar. He allowed me to think that it's going to be easy, and I thought it would be easy. And I figured I'll do it, you know, between, I'll do it like from going to the yeshiva until I go into Kolaria to write my sefer. I'll stop here, and we'll do it in 20 minutes, and we'll get it done, and that's it. It's <laughs> not even going to be noticeable. It's not how it was. It's not how it was. And Baruch Hashem, listen, it's... Uh, I feel it's. I feel very accomplished. I feel very honored that I was able to do this, and I've met you know, the hundreds of people have have uh, listened to this. Some 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 of them. I know it goes by the week, I guess. About how people we get a count of the hits, about how how uh, busy people are. But some weeks it was maybe pushing close to a thousand between all the platforms, and it's like it's a tremendous host to be able to. To, to be Marbet's Torah and to learn with people, and people enjoyed it. They felt it was like uh, like uh, different topics than usually here. You know, I wasn't giving Musser, but just to learn and to come up with ideas. And very interesting that every, whenever you learn Chumash, I've been through Chumash a number of times. Every time I every time I do Shnei Mikra, I always see something new that I didn't notice notice before in the Targum and the Pasuk and the Rashi, and I really just try to limit myself to that. There's always something new. And it was a, a, very, a very big schuss for me, and I'm very, I, I appreciate this that uh, very, very much. So, this is, this is, ends the cycle. And uh, after Yontif, I'm not going to do this again, at least, you know, not for the foreseeable future. I'm going to do something else. Um, again, at the urging of Binyamin, that, that I'm going to do a series on history. I'm going to talk about Jewish history in the context of world history. I'm going to talk about a global view of history. I'm not going to get specific about what I'm going to do now, but it'll be more of a Lomdisha approach to history, to understand, understand what was going on. I have many ideas about this. I've written different things about this. So, of course, I think it's going to be easy, right? <laughs> it's not going to be easy. I know it. I know it. But, but listen, you know, I think I can... It's going to be harder than I think it's going to be hard. Um... What I'm doing also is the plan is we're going to set up a website and I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book on history, which is something I've always wanted to do. Sometimes I did little parts, but sometimes I, want, I wanted to do. And I'm going to do it in conjunction with these sessions. And uh, I'm going to write a chapter and then I'm going to say it. I'm going to speak about it, and then we're going to set up a website, and I'm going to post it. And I will invite listeners to go to the website and comment on it, and um, review it and comment on it. And I will incorporate their comments into the book. I mean, I'm sure people will have many things of value to say that uh, could enhance what I've done, 
So, and I will incorporate it from time to time if it's really something which is, you know, major, then I will say it on, uh, you know, on uh, these, uh, online. And in the end, I hope to have a book, a book which is not only my own thoughts, but a book which is, incorporates the participation of the people that are listening and the people that are, you know, writing the comments on it. And that, I think, would be something that would be a great accomplishment, something that I really would like to do. So I don't know exactly when we're going to start. It'll be after Sukkot, and I cannot promise that I will do it every single week. When we're doing the Parsha, you know, there's no choice. You have to do it every single week. This, I will not promise that, but I'll try to do it as, as, as um, quickly as possible, as regularly as possible. Maybe, maybe I'll end up doing it every other week, or maybe three out of four weeks, or maybe every week. I don't know, but I, for my own self-discipline, I really want to write that chapter before I say it. So that's, that's a lot of work. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I really hope that uh, you'll join us and you'll participate. And uh, it's going to be an adventure, a journey. I think uh, I'm looking very much forward to it. So before we uh, go on, um, I'd like to say to thank First of all, I want to thank uh, Binyama Sofer, of course. Uh, he's the driving force here. He's the one. He, he's the guilty party. <laughs> he's the one. And uh, my good friend, and, and uh, who has like a, you know, he has such a brand when it comes to Torah and Yiddishkeit, and he's such a geschmack, and, and he's excited to do this and to, to bring Torah to Kal Yisrael, to be Marbet's Torah. So I have to thank him very much. It's not easy. You know, it's, uh, nothing is easy. I thank him very, very much. And I want to thank the platforms. I want to thank uh, uh, Leza Hassenfeld, like with Scoop. I want to thank the staff at uh, Torah Anytime and at Matzav, who uh, hosted these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, I don't know what to call them, these lessons, these, these sessions of, of learning Chumash together with, with uh, many people. And, uh, and last of all, I'd like to thank my listeners. Now, um, in the beginning, you know, you saw the, I saw the hits, and they were like a few hundred, I, said, I, I don't know, like they're just like impersonal, you know, abstract numbers. But over the year, I've met numerous people who told me that they listen, people that I know, people that I don't know, random, I mean, no such thing as a random person, but uh, just people come over to me, you know? I don't know, uh, you know, I listen to you every week, you know, men, women, uh, Hasidim, yeshivish people, you know, all, all kinds of people. And, and uh, some of them I know, some of them I don't know, and, uh, you know, the, and, and the, 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 they provided a face to my listeners, and even though I, I haven't seen all of them, but I begin to get a, an idea of who you are, and and every single one of you is very chashev to me. Every single one, I want to thank every single one of you that that sat here and listened. Was it every week or most weeks or some weeks? But every single one that participated in these sessions, 
I really thank you very much. It's been a great honor and a very great schuss and a pleasure to be able to learn with you. Before I go to the list of different Torah this week, I just want to say that I do get a Mazel Tov that uh, very recently I put out a new Sefer. It's called Shufra de Breira. I worked on this for four years. And it basically, it's, it's a, a Lundish uh, um, review of all the sugyas of Breira and Shas, very, very difficult sugya, very mysterious sugya. And now, Baruch Hashem, listen, I made a Shachiono. This is Shufra de Breira. And so, and also, I um, reprinted the Shufra de Shibuda, which, as you understand, is on the Sugis of Shibudim. Now, the Svarim, they're not, I'm, I'm showing them to you not because I want to sell them to you and make money, it's nothing to do with money. Uh, I gave out uh, 700 of these, were put in shuls uh, in Eretzral, in America, just they should be in the shuls, and Baruch Hashem, I've heard people have seen them, and people are interested, and they like it, and that's really what it's about. I gave it to the distributor just that it should be available in, in stores that people want to get to safer. How are they going to get it? They can call me if they want, and... Uh, you know, if they want it for free, they're welcome to have it for free, but uh, just to, uh, where they can get it. So any shul, any moise that wants to have the safer can call my distributor. It's called Hafatzas Sifrei Chachamim. The number is 347-930-8594. 347-930-8594. And the Gmail, I mean the email is Gmail, yeah. Sifrei Chachamim, S-I-F-R-E-I, Chachamim is C-H-A-C-O-M-I-M, at gmail.com, that's 347-930-8594, or Sifrei Chachamim at gmail.com. He has instructions to give it for free to any, any moised, any shul, any yeshiva, any koil that wants to have it, can have it for free. I'm not interested in making any money on this. Also, I mentioned before the Sefer Abir Yosef, which, uh, which fooled me into thinking I'm going to have an easy time saying these, uh, these learning Chumash with Da'ilam. This Sefer is also available for free to any Moisid, any Kailul Yeshiva that wants to have it, is available from the distributor for free. Okay, good. Now, So, we're talking now the Yantav of Shemini Atzeres. Zaysa Brach is read Hashemini Atzeres. So Hashemini Atzeres, I don't have the Pesukim, I didn't mark it on the Chumash, but the reason that Shemini Atzeres, Rashi says, Medrash, that Rabban Shalom said, Koshalai Pradaschen. Here with me all Sukkot, seven days, Koshalai Pradaschem, stay with me for another day. That's Shemini Atzeres. So, I have a few questions on this. First of all, so what's going to be another day? It's like, sounds like all sort of like, 
sentimental, you know, oh, stay another day. What's the other day going to do? So then, then uh, it will be another day, so, and then you're going to go. So what, is the, what do you gain by that other day? That's one question. And if the Koshlai Pradaschem, you want another day, why don't we do sukkah and lulav and you know, the dal minim? Why don't we do the mitzvahs? It's koshlai pradaschem. Why don't we do the mitzvahs? No, the mitzvahs stop in the seven days. The eighth day you can stay here. No mitzvahs. There's no mitzvah sayayim on Shemini Yetzirah. Why is there no mitzvah sayayim? What happened to all the mitzvahs that we did at Hol Yantif? If you want, if you if you're nostalgic, or you want to ah oh, stay another day, so let's do the whole thing. Let's sit in the sukkah. Let's uh, let's take Asherkalulav the Arbaminim. Why not? So I think that the Vart is like this. It comes to every yontif. Pesach. When you go away from Pesach, when you go away from Pesach, so the yontif is over, and then you go away. But you still take the Yontif with you. How do you take the Yontif with you? Because you have Svir Saimah. So, Svir Saimah is leading you from Pesach to Shavuos. So when you leave the Yontif, you have not completely left the Yontif. You're still bringing the Ashboas of the Yontif with you. Shavuos, so what happened to Shavuos? Shavuos, you have, you have Miluim. You could bring, you know, seven days, you could bring Miluim. You can still bring the Karbonas. So Shavuos really extends, you see in the Gemara, in Moed Cotton, with the different Yonim, that Shavuos really extends beyond that day. It extends further. You can, be, you can bring the Karbonas for seven days. So you go away from the Yontif. You still have an extension of the Yontif. You don't just abruptly leave the Yontif with nothing. No, you leave the Yontif, and then you have a little more time, and then you're back to life. What's in Sukkot? Sukkot doesn't have anything after it. As soon as Sukkot is over, then you're finished. Then there's no more than the Yontif is finished. So Shemini Atzeres is saying that even if you don't have something like, like Sphira, but you still should bring the Hashpoyas with you, you should not just walk away from the Yontif and it's over and it's finished and that's it. No. The Hashboys of Yontif have to come with you. I don't want you to just walk away from the Yontif and then, and then you're back to the Choyal and the Hashboys of Yontif are gone. So the, the, the point of Shemini Yetzer is to tell you that I don't want you to leave the Yontif and just walk away and go right back into your life and the Yontif was yesterday and forgotten and today we're back into the Choyl and now, no, no, I want you to keep the Hashpo with you. So the mitzvah Yaim of Shemini Yatzeres is Koshalai Pradaschem. That's the mitzvah Yaim. If you would have the Sukkah and the Lulav, it would be just another day of Sukkahs. It would be just like a, you know, a sentimental thing. Okay, one more day, you know, okay. But if you have no sukkah and no lulav, so what is this day about? What is it about? It's about kosher alai pradaschem. That's what it's about. I want you to know this. Kosher alai pradaschem, you leave the yontif, you take the ashpaz yontif with you, you take them into your life, you help it, it should help you elevate your life even after the yontif is over. So,
on Shmini Atzeres, you have something which you don't have in, in the rest of the year, other Yom Tovim. Other Yom Tovim, the parshas that come up in that time, you don't read those parshas on the Yantif. Even on Chalamayad, you don't read those parshas. You read things in the Torah that relate to the Yantif itself, to the Karbanas, to the Avoida, to, to, to uh, and things that are relative to the Yom that's what you read. If, uh, if, if in the Seder of the Parshas, you come to a certain Parsha, it comes out in Yom it gets skipped, you know, we, we take a pause. After Yom we continue the Seder. Zoyis Abrocha, we learn on Shemini It has nothing to do with Shemini it's nothing to do with the Yantif. The Yantif is Kashalai Pradaschem. It has nothing to do with it. But the Minig, which Chazal made, with the way they set up the, the, the system, is that you have Torah, you have, since, since there is no Mrs. Ayay. So the Chazal said that they should be, they should be the, the seum of the Torah is Hashemini Yatzeres. So you have, on that Yantif, you have the Gvaldika Simcha of 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 Simchas Torah, and this does not conflict with the idea of Koshlai Pradaschem because it's not related to Shemini Yatzeres. It's coincidental. It's just there, and and it's just that's when you, that's when you do it. So on that Yantiv, where we don't have other mitzvahs, we have this to fill to give, um, you know, to give color and meaning. To just instead of just sitting and thinking about Koshlai Pradaschem, which is extremely important. So we have the, the, the Simcha. And the Simcha is really about the Pasha. It's about the Pasha. It's about um, the old Akafas, they're all the part of Hitzah Vachnosa. We're taking out the Sefer Tulein Zoysa Bracha. And uh, and uh, and the whole dancing and everything is the Hitzah of the Sefer Torah. But we don't just open up the Sefer Torah take out the Sefer Torah. We we open it up and we take it and we make a coffin, so we dance with it, and then we do Sushorim and everything. It's all about it's all about Hitzah to come to Vizay Sabrach. So you have over here two things going on now, in 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 uh, you know on this Yantiv. So this is a yantiv which is full of mitzvahs. The many, many mitzvahs have to, are related to this time, this period. You know, Rishon Lachesh B'Navoynes, according to some shatam, is that there's no time to do Navera. There's no time, you're too busy with the mitzvahs. So this is very much a time of intense mitzvahs. It's intensively mitzvah time. It's also because of, because of um, the Simchas Torah, because of laning B'Zai Sabrach HaAshmini Atzeres, it's also intensely Torah, very much Torah. So you have Torah and you have mitzvahs, these two things. So I would just like to say a thought about the relationship, a pretty simple thought, maybe it's obvious, the relationship between Torah and mitzvahs. What is the relationship? Torah is a mitzvah, but besides being a mitzvah, it's Talmud Torah. It's Torah. So what is the relationship between Torah and mitzvahs? So we know that we say, Kachenu mitzvah secha, be Makadish us with the mitzvahs and give us a chalik in the Torah. So which comes first? Apparently, 
First comes mitzvah, then comes Torah. Kachain mitzvah secha, v'secholk kainu b'sayra secha. However, we say in Berchus Krishna, hore neinu b'sayra secha, v'dabakli beinu mitzvah secha. So we say first Torah and then mitzvah. And then in the morning, by the brachas, we say, Shtagileinu b'sayra secha, v'dabkainu b'mitzvah secha. Again, Torah is first and then mitzvah. And then the end of Shmai Nasrai, we say, Pesach Libi B'Sayra Secha, V'acherim Secha Tirtiv Nafshi. Again, first the Torah, then the Mitzvahs. So, if Torah comes before the Mitzvahs, why do we say, Kachayin Mitzvah Secha, V'sayin Chokein B'Sayra Secha? What is the relationship? Name shots like this. What is the meaning of Kachayin Mitzvah Secha? Be Mekadosh Asur the Mitzvahs. How's the Rabban Shalom Mekadosh Asur the Mitzvahs? What does that mean? It just means that by giving us the mitzvahs, he's mekadosh us in the mitzvahs. Just having the mitzvahs, mekadosh us, that, that raises our level, it gives us kedushas Yisrael, because we are mitzvah in the mitzvahs. That's all it means, nothing else. Now, you cannot come to Torah, you can't come to Torah like, a, you know, a, 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 a boor ache. You can't come to Torah without being meluvish by mitzvahs. A person is mekadosh by mitzvahs, then he's a higher madrega, even if he didn't do anything yet. Not because he's key by mitzvahs, because he's mekudosh by mitzvahs. I mean, I'm assuming that he's not, uh, that he doesn't do averis, he does mitzvahs. But just the mere fact that you have mitzvahs, that, that, that empowers you and gives you the right to sit down and learn Torah. Kachayin mitzvah secha, senchol kenu secha. So avadim mitzvahs comes first. If there's no, if the bunch doesn't give us mitzvahs, we have no right to learn Torah. A guy is not learning Torah. Not allowed to. Trespassing. Not allowed to learn Torah. However, if you want to come to madregas and mitzvahs, you want to reach higher levels of mitzvahs, that only comes through Torah. Without Torah, you cannot reach a higher madrega in mitzvahs. You want to have dveikas in mitzvahs. You want to have madrega. If, you're, if, you're, if you have no shaykhs to Torah, then you can only do that on a, on a, on a basic level. Do, tell you what to do, this is what you do. You did the mitzvah, fine. You're makayim, fine. But to reach a madrega of dveikas in mitzvahs, Mekas doesn't just mean to, to, to shakal and jump up and down and scream. That's not dveikas. Dveikas means having, having a connection to the mitzvah, to be dovuk to the mitzvah. That only comes from horineinu b'sayr secha. Tagileinu b'mitzvah secha, b'sayr secha, v'davkeinu mitzvah secha. You want dveikas and mitzvahs? Tagileinu b'sayr secha. Come to, come to Madregas and Torah, then you could come to Madregas and Mitzvahs. Psachlibi b'sayra secha, if your life is pasuach to Torah, if you hold it, if you coin the Torah, you're holding by Torah, then, achir mitzvah of nafshi, then you could have the Madrega of radicha, the radifa achra mitzvahs. A person just running after mitzvahs because people are doing it, so he runs after mitzvahs. He's not a right of achar mitzvahs if he doesn't have any Torah. No. So, again, kachayin mitzvah secha means that by giving us the mitzvahs, then we are allowed to learn Torah, then we have the right and the privilege of learning Torah, but to reach a madrega into mitzvahs, 
that you have to come only from Torah first. So, should say something on the parsha, no? So I want to talk about the last pasuk in 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 the, in the parsha, the last pasuk in the Torah, and the last pasuk in this uh, this matzav over here, the last pasuk. So it says like this. This is the epitaph of Moshe Rabbeinu. There was no other movie like 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 Moshe. Asher Yidoya Hashem Panim Al Panim. Klo Oisaz Yamoisim Asher Shlochay Hashem Lasas Beretz Misayim Lefarei Chalavodav Chalatzoi. And now the last pasuk. L'chol Ayada Chazaka. L'chol Amoira Godel Asher Osam Moishel Eini Yisrael. What does this mean? What's the Yad Chazaka? And what's the Moira Godel? And what's the Enekal Yisrael? So Rashi says like this. Moira Godel are the Nisim that he did. Enekal Yisrael, Rashi says, Shenisoi libai lishbar aluches leineyem, shenemar vahashabrem leineyem. V'skimo daito, das HaKadosh Baruch ledatoi, the Banshalim agreed to what he did, that he broke it. Shenemar, asher shibarto, yasher koyach shashibarto. So the last words in the Torah are on the shviras haluchas, that Moshe broke the luchas. And what does it mean, l'choliyad ha-chazaka? So Rashi, shekibul es ha-Torah beluchais biyodav. He was able to pick up the luchais. The luchais were these big stones, very big stones. They were like our boy saw, I think it says, that they were they were very big, like size of a mikveh. Big, big stones. And he was able with his hands to pick up the stones. Half of a fella. Uh, was, it, was he so strong? Was it a nest? I don't know. I don't know. It's not mentioned in the Torah. First time we see this, that Moshe was uh, able. I mean, the Torah says that he picked up the stones, that he picked up the luchas, but that they were heavy and there was something extraordinary about this, that he was able to lift them up. It's not mentioned in the Torah. Here it's mentioned. And why is this belong in the last pasuk and the epitaph of Moshe, that he was so strong that he was able to pick up the luchas? What's the pshat in this pasuk? And why is the last why the last were the last words in, in the Torah about the Shvira Saluchas? I mean, you know, it's not a it's a, it's a shameful period of what we did. What is why mention over here the last thing in the Torah is that Moshe broke the Luchas. Why? I think it's just like this. We know that people have extraordinary reservoirs of strength. A person, let's say, uh, you know, can lift something, right? Okay, so as strong as you are, you know, you lift it. But in certain times of emergency, times of 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 of, of uh, extreme need, then you will find reservoirs of strength that you never knew that you had. I've read stories about. Uh, Grandmothers in a car accident that were able to lift up the car to save their to save their children or the grandchildren, and this is like you know a, 
<laughs> who can lift up a car? You know, big strong people can lift up a car, but when when it's, it's it's you have to do it. If it's the adrenaline or or just I don't know what it is. I'm not going to get into the 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 medical physical aspects of it. But this is very well known that people can find tremendous reservoirs of strength in themselves that they didn't know they had. Maisha Benu picked up the stones not because he was very strong, not because he had highly developed biceps, not because he made a nest. No, Maisha picked up the stones because he had such a desire, such a cheshik to bring Tyre to Klal Yisrael that he was able to do things that went way beyond the normal strength of a person. He was able to pick up these big rocks. And then, when he saw the eagle, he didn't, what did he do? He didn't rationalize. He didn't think, wait a minute, that there, that there. No, he said, now they have to be smashed. And he broke the luchas. He broke them. He had such a cheshek to bring them, such a strong desire to bring them that he was able to lift such heavy stones. No, if you have to break, if the right thing to do is to break them, then you have to break them, and he just broke them. He didn't stop, he didn't think, he didn't this. I mean, he did think, he think what's the right thing to do. And he thought, this is what the right thing to do. So he did it, and what it shows? It shows Moshe Rabbeinu's Midasa Emes. Moshe Emes, Fisarase Emes. The last Pasuk of the Torah is made on Moshe's Emes. Moshe's Midas Emes is Yod He was able to pick up the stones. It was so important to him. So critical to him to bring the luchas to Klal Yisrael, but then when he saw the eagle, he broke them. Moshe emes the seirasei emes. This is how the Torah ends. I want to thank all of you. It's been a very great honor, and um, and um, every week I say, I hope to see you again next week. So I'll say, I hope to see you again after Yantif, and I hope you'll join us when we discuss the sugi of history. Thank you.